Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Avram Shur. Maseches Beitza has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Yassi Friedman, Le'ilu Nishmas, Menachem Ben Yosef, and Tzina Devorah Bas Yechiel. Be'ya Daf Yud. One of the stirrers that the Gemara asks between the shittas of Be'shamay and Be'shilo, that on the one hand we find that Be'shamay is the one who is more mekel when it comes to Simchas Yom and Be'shilo is the one who is more machmir, and on the other hand we find the exact opposite, is... Once again, from the Mishnah of Ashoichit Chayev Oipiyomtiv, where Beishamai say Yachbar Bedeker Viyachasa, and Beishilol say that you're not allowed to shecht unless you have Afar Mucham Nibayd Yoyim, and the Gemara asks a steer between that and the case of moving an Eli, which is a kli, a fat slab of wood, which was used for chopping up wheat, and Beishamai say that you're not allowed to move this Eli. To do something which is actually mutter on Yomtif, and Beisil will say you're allowed to. What's the reason why Beishamay say you're not allowed to? Rashi says, This is a klisha malachta le'iser, because Savri Beishamay oser We know that the Mishnah says in Shabbos and Perakalakalim that you're allowed to be metaltal a klisha malachta le'iser. For example, a hammer, to crack nuts, which is a tashmish of heter on Shabbos. And you're allowed to be metalto, the kli, which is designated for iser, since you need to use the kli itself for a tashmish shal heter, that tiltal is mutter. Says Rashi, Beishamay do not agree with that halacha. However, Toysfis later, and Dafyur Aleph and Aleph, on that Mishnah itself, where Beishamay say, Toysfis say, why not? You need it for its own self. You need it for a Tash Mishal Heter, which you're allowed to. So Toysfis, in answer to their question over there, brings down the Gemara in Perakola Kalim, Kufchav Gimlom and Aleph, where the Gemara says that we're talking about Mukta Sheyesh Bech and Kis. Even if you're allowed to metaltal a cliche, Malatal is Lutzerch Gufai or Lutzerch Mekaimai, but if it's Mukta Sheyesh Bech and Kis, which means it's a very ex- expensive item, and people generally speaking are Miyachet Lem Mokim, they leave it in one place and they're not metaltal it, then it's Mukta Lukuliyama. And then you're not even allowed to be metaltalit l'tzer gufa yomukaymut. So if you take a look over there at the Gemara and Daf Kufchav Gimel Amid Aleph and Shabbos, you'll see that these are really two pshatim that the Gemara has. According to one Madi Yomar, and that is the Amoira Rav Yehuda, who holds that you're not allowed to be metaltal akli shemalachta le'isr l'tzer gufa yomukaymut, then the svara behind Beishamay is very simple. You're not allowed to be metaltal even if you're using it for something that's mutter on yomtif, like chatiches baser. However, according to the Madiyamar, Rava, who says that you're allowed to be metaltal, a the Gemara has to explain that the reason why it's usr is because of Muktza Machmas Chesar and Kis. What was it that made Rashi explain the reasoning behind Beishamay based on the Gemara's Havamin over there? Rashi is forcing Beishamay to hold that you're not allowed to be metaltal, a klisha malachtilisr, litzerh gufeyamakaimai. Now why say that? Why can't we say that even Laman Yamar, that you're allowed to be metaltal, a klisha malachtilisr, litzerh gufeyamakaimai, nevertheless when it's muktzer, mach, maschasar, and kiss, you're not allowed to be metaltal. The answer is very simple. Our Gemara gives a hezber as to why the machlegs Beishamay and Beisilo does not show anything about Simchas Yomtif. 
The Gemara says, "At kan lekamer beisilul hacha ela deika teres klia love." The reason why beisilul allow you to move the eli lekatzav ala baser is not because they're more makeal leinyan simchas yomtiv, rather because the eli has a teres klia love. Now, what is meant by teres klia love? So Rashi says, "Va'afal pishem lachter leiser muter letatle letzer gufay." Rashi understands that the rule that you're allowed to be metaltel a klishem lachter iser letzer gufay mukaymay is because it has a teres kli. Meaning to say that when something doesn't have a teres kli, such as eitzim va'avonim, it's called muktza machmas gufay, and that you're not allowed to metaltel for any purpose. That's real muktza. Once something has a teres kli, so chachamim did not answer its tiltel entirely. There's a special din called gzeres kalim that we only, only allowed you to move it for certain purposes. And as is mavur in the Gemara in the beginning of Parakal Kalim, these are two separate takonis. They actually happen at different points in history. So if the problem that Beishamay was describing was because it's a regular klishem lachta le'iser, and Beishamay hold that you're not allowed to be metatel a klishem lachta le'iser it would be appropriate to respond to that by saying that no, we hold that you're allowed to be metatel it since it has a Torah's kli. However, if Beishamay's reason is because of Muktzah Machmas Chesar and Kis, then you haven't taken care of that problem by saying that it has a Torah's Kli. All of the cases that are described in Perkala Kalim of Muktzah Machmas Chesar and Kis are Kalim. And even so, they're usher to move even L'Tzarech Gufay, L'Tzarech Mekaymay. Muktzah Machmas Chesar and Kis ignores the fact that it has a Torah's Kli. It says that although it does have a teres kli, but people are miyachet l'amokim, and it's not muchen for tiltel. So why would I care that it has a teres kli? As a matter of fact, we now have to ask the question on Toysvis. Rashi makes a lot of sense. Because the fact that the Gemara is capable of saying that Beisillel are matter the tiltel because it has a teres kli, shows that this is not muksa machmas chasar and kis. Muksa machmas chasar and kis is a muksa that would not care if it has a teres kli on it. The only type of muksa that we ever see that Chazal allowed their tiltel based on a teres kli is klisha malachta le'isra l'fidaman diyomar that you're allowed to move it l'tzer gufay u'mekaymer. So if you take a look at the Mogan Avram in the end of Simon Tov Koftes and Rabbi Kiveiger in this in Simon Tov Tzadik Tes, you'll see that the answer to this question is as follows. As we've discussed already a few times in this series, there are two aspects to the Isser Muktzah, at least according to some Rishonim. And the Mogan Avram goes with these Rishonim. There is the Isser Tiltal and the Isser Achila or Hishtamshas. The Isser Tiltal, the Mogan Avram says, is mutter l'tzorich oichel nefesh. And that's really the Lashon of the Ramah at the end of Simen Tov Koftes, u'mutter l'taltal muktzah l'tzorich oichel nefesh v'simchas yomtiv. Since you're allowed to do melachis l'tzorich oichel nefesh, you're also allowed to be metaltal muktzah. However, says the Mogan Avram, even though you're allowed to be metaltal muktzah b'shvil oichel nefesh, but you're not allowed to eat or be mishtamish with muktzah. And that's why he says you're not allowed to use atzei muktzah to make a fire in order to cook. Therefore, if you'll ask, why is it that you're allowed to be metaltal, a kli, which is muktzah machmas chasar and kis, the answer is that tiltal muktzah is mutter for simchas yomtev. And that even Beishamay can agree to. However, since muktzah machmas chasar and kis is a type of muktzah, Beishamay say, it's true that you may be l'tzorich oichol nefesh, you're allowed to be metaltal muktzah, but you're not allowed to be mishtamish with muktzah. So therefore, they're not matter you to take the eli l'katzav alabasar. On that aspect of Muktzah, the Isser Hishtamshis B'Muktzah, according to the Magen Avram, Beis Hillel respond by saying that by a Kli, it's different. Something that has on it a Shem Kli, they were more Mekel even Legabe Hishtamshis B'Muktzah. 
Now he doesn't explain why this is, but it could be that the Hezber is that this aspect of Muktzah, the Chelek, that tells us that you're not allowed to be Mishtamish with Muktzah, is essentially rooted in the Pasuk of Eichinu Esesher Yaviyu. The Pasuk that Rabbah brings down, the Gemara says on that Beis Mebeis, that Rabbah holds that Muktzah's Dairaisa, things need Hachana. You have to have Mikan Ani Oichel Lomachar. A person has to prepare before Shabbos or Yom Tev that which he plans on consuming. And from that, even those that disagree with Rabbah and hold Muktzah is not Dairaisa, but they have that Pasuk as an Asmachta to tell us that you're not allowed to eat or be mishtamish with muktzah that was not prepared before Yom Tev. Something that has on it a Torah's Kli is Oymid for Shimush. Even if the derech is to be miyachet lamakim, so its tiltal is something that generally is not done, it nevertheless is something that people automatically relate to as something that they could use. Because that's the whole tachlis of a kli. A kli is oimid for usage. So Lefizeh comes out that according to Toisfis, who holds that the whole problem according to Beishamai is muktzamach b'schasar and kiss, we still can understand why Beishilu would respond to that by saying that it has a Torah's kli. And this is so you actually see in a number of places. For example, one of the places where it's mavur that there's an added element to muktza, and that even though on Yom Tif, you're allowed to be metalto muktzah, l'tzorich ochol nefesh, nevertheless there's another element which is not mutar on Yom Tif, tahainu the iser hishtamshes b'muktzah, is the sugya of bekas and daflamid gimel. There we learn about a piece of wood, which it says that you're not allowed to use to be soy mechasakdeira, you can't use it to support something, even though you're allowed to use it for firewood. The marsha over there in the sugya explains that although... Tiltal would be mutter, because tiltal you're allowed to do. L'tzorich oichel nefesh, l'tzorich yomtif. But the problem is with being mishtamish with muktzah. Because the only ishtamshis that you're allowed to do with wood is for hasaka. Le'initnu eitzim ela l'hasaka. Now the ran over there in the sugya says as follows. He says, L'fish le'initnu eitzim ela l'hasaka pirish shekivan she'ein miyuchadim ela l'hasaka bulvat. Since wood is only designated for firewood, ein toiras kli alehem. And therefore he says, Yeshlam din Umihu. Nevertheless, says the Ran, Bemidi di Ika Teres Kliale, something that does have a Teres Kli, Sharilish Tamushibe, Afilulamlachashinam Yuchidla. You're allowed to use it even for the Malacha that it's not designated for. So Eitzim only have a Hachana Inyan Hasaka, but something that has a Teres Kli, you see that you could use it for other purposes as well. That's why he says you're allowed to be Masikim Bekalim. You're allowed to take a Kli and use that as firewood. Because a Kli has an automatic Hachana. It's Oymid for any use that you want. Now another discussion that's related to this concerns the next kasha that the Gemara asks. The Gemara asks a stira, again between the Mishnah of HaShechet Chayev Yamtif, Yomtev, where Beishamay are Mekon Simchus Yomtev, and Beishil are Machmir, and the din of Ein Noistin Esa'or Lefnei Darsan V'loyag Bienu. You're not allowed to place a piece of leather which was removed from an animal that was Nishchotah B'Yomtev. V'loyag Bienu, you're not allowed to pick it up. Elohim Kain Yeshalov Kezai's Basar, unless there is a Kezai's Basar attached to it. Ubeis Hillel Matirin. Cesar Kveger, don't think that the Gemara is asking the stira, it's asking from the fact that Beis Hillel is Matir to pick up the piece of leather. And that shows that they're Mekel in the Din of Simchas Yomtif, because the Heter to pick up the piece of leather could be explained 
very simply using the principle that we said earlier, that the Ramah brings down, you're allowed to be metaltal muktza l'tzarech oichol nefesh or simchas yomtev. And even though the picking up of the oyrd, of the leather, it does not directly involve simchas yomtev, nevertheless, there's a rule called hetiru soifa mishum tchilose. If we don't allow a person to be metaltal at the end, the oyrd of the animal, he won't be shoicha uh, the animal to begin with, and then he'll be nimna, he'll hold himself back from simchas so a lot of things were mat there to ensure that the person will involve himself in Simchas Yomtev. So what was the Gemara's kasha? In what way do we see a steer between Beis Hillel who says that you're not allowed to be shaykhet unless you have and the Beis Hillel that say that you're allowed to be magbia even though it doesn't have a kazai's baser, says Rebbe the kasha of the Gemara is not from the hagba, from picking up of the ur, rather from the ratio, which says a noisiness of arlef neadars, and you're not allowed to place it in front of people that are going to step on it, which is a necessary step in the ibud, in the tanning process of oirois. And this basil is also matir. And the question is, it's mechsiki ibud. It looks like you're doing meleches ibud. Nevertheless, Basil is matter, presumably because of Simchas Yamtiv. So that's the stira. Because we don't find that Basil is matter things other than Tiltal for the purposes of Simchas Yamtiv. Just like they're not matter to do the Shechita because it involves either the Isser of making a Guma or being Mishtamish with Muktzah for the purposes of Kisui. Now, the problem with saying this Pshat, and Rebbe is aware of this problem, is that the Gemara, when it comes to answer the question, the, the steward that we ask, and explains why Beis Hillel would be matir to place the Ar Lefnei darson, although in other places we find that they're machmir, when it comes to Simchas Yomtif, the Gemara says that Ar is different because it is chazi lemizgalayu, it is roi to lean on. Now, Bishlama, if the question that the Gemara was asking was mitzad the hagba of the ur, the tiltal of the ur, then we can understand what the Gemara is answering when it says chazilu mizgalayu, because although generally speaking it's usher to be metaltal, something that's not roi for anything, that's muktza, but when it's roi for something, it's chazilu mizgalayu, then it's not muktza, it has a purpose on yomtif. But since Reb Kiveger explained to us that we're not asking from that part of the Shita Space Hillel, because that, of course, is mutter, because tiltal is mutter, even if it's not chazil mizgalayu. Rather, our question is from Neustin Lufnei Hadarsin. The fact that Beis Hillel will allow you to place it in front of the feet of the people that are going to step on it, even though it's mechsi ki'ibud. So how does the Gemara answer that question by saying that it's chazil mizgalayu? Says Rukhveger, you have to say that what the Gemara means is that it's not really Mechsi Ki'ibur. It doesn't look like you're tanning because it's the derech of people to lean on this thing and to use it as a carpet. So it doesn't appear as if you're actually tanning the leather. Based on this Hezbron, the Gemara of Kiveger answers the Kasha that Prichadosh asks on the Ramah in Simitavtzadik Tess. Over there in Sif Gimel, the Ramah paskins that it's mutter to bimetalto the feathers of a bird that was nishchat an yomtif, in order that he shouldn't lose those feathers. And the Ramah is medamadis to the din that we just learned, that you're allowed to move the skin and place it in a mokam drisis raglayim. Says the Ramah, noitzois shal oif dinan kemoi ba'or. The mutter letatlon kedel hatsian kemoi ba'or. So he says, just like you're allowed to be magbiasa or you're also allowed to move the feathers. There's no difference. Said the Prichadosh, why should you be allowed to move the feathers? How could you be medamadat to the or? 
Or we just learned in our Gemara that it's Chazil Mizgalayu. So it's Roy for something. Since it's Roy for something, you're allowed to be metaltalit, and you can't prove anything from there to feathers that right now they're not Roy for any purpose on Yomtiv. Says of Kveger, that's true. The feathers have no purpose on Yomtiv. But the reason why you're allowed to move the Ur is not because Chazil Mizgalayu. As Rukhivegar explained, Chazil Mizgalayu is not coming to take care of the problem of Tilto Muktza because Tilto Muktza is Mutter, Litzer, Eichel Nefesh, and Simchas Yomtiv. And since we want to make sure the person originally does the Shechita, we're Matir Soifai, we allow him to be Metalto, the things afterwards, so that he doesn't lose them, like the skin and the feathers. The reason why we have to discuss Chazil Mizgalayhu is to explain why you're allowed to put it Lefneha Darsan, why you're allowed to put it in front of people's feet, even though it's Mechsi Ki'ibut. So in that we say that it's not Mechsi Ki'ibut because it's Chazil Mizgalayhu. Therefore, says Rukhiveger, this has nothing to do with the feathers. The feathers don't have the added problem. They only have one problem, Tiltal. Tiltal, we explained, doesn't have a problem because Mishum Simchas if you're allowed to be Metatal Muktzah. The final theory that the Gemara asks concerning the Shita of Beishamim Beishilal as to whether they're Mekel or Machmir in Simchas Yomtif is again from the case of Ashoichei Tchayi Ba'ofi Yomtif to the case of a Mesalkin Asatresim Beyomtif. They used to have portable stores and in order to sell things they would remove the Tris which was like a door and take it off its hinge and they would place things on that door. Beishamai say you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to remove the tris on Yomtiv. Beishilal say you're even allowed to return it. When you're finished selling things and you want to lock up the store, you're allowed to put the door back on. Now over here, the person was providing others with their needs for Yomtiv. So you see that Beishilal are being more mekel concerning Simchas Yomtiv and Beishamai are being more machmer. Unlike the case of the Mishnah of Ashoich and Chayi where Beishamai is Mekel and Beishilal is Machmer. So the Gemara is aware that we could give the Teretz to the Stira in Shittas Beishamai like we did throughout the Sugya, that there's a difference between when there's a Decker notes and there's no Decker notes. But the Stira in Beishilal we still have. Says Rabbi now there is a girsa that continues. We have this girsa. The, the Gemara explains that even according to Shittas Beisil, there's no stira because Ad Khan like Amri Beisil Hacha Elamishum the Ain Binyan Bekelim the Ain Stira Bekelim. The reason why they're matir the removal of the Tritsim on Yomtif is because there's really no problem of stira Bekelim, and you, that's why you're allowed to put them back because there's no din of Binyan Bekelim. Now in Toisvis Tavtesma Beis the Bramaschal Amr Yochanan, it's mavur that they do not have this girsa. And even according to Rashi, we can prove that he doesn't have the girsa either. Because in the Gemara's Kasha, when the Gemara asked the stira, Rashi says the following. In Dibar Maschal Afla Hachzir, Rashi says, Even if we say, It doesn't make a difference. Because It is an unnecessary tircha. You're not allowed to do extra tircha and that you don't need to. And we're being matter because of the tchila, because we want to make sure that everybody gets their tzorcha yomtiv. So you see in Rashi that even in the kasha, we knew that in binyan bekelim, and we still ask the question. So it's not going to help us to say that they still hold in binyan bekelim and stir bekelim, because we have another issue, which is tircha. However, the Ramban, the Rashba, the Ran, they bring down that the, this is the gears of the Rif. That Lamaskana, the Gemara, comes out, even Lagabi, the case of Misalkin Esatrisin. There's no steer between Beis Hillel's Shita by Sheikhet Chayeva Oif that they're Machmer and the case of the Trisim where they are Mekel because Ein Binyan Vistira Bekelem. 
Now you have to say according to this that the Havamin of the Gemara, when we asked the steer, was not yet aware that Ain Binyan Vestir Bekalim. The Gemara thought Yesh Binyan Vestir Bekalim. And still Basil is Matar because of Simchas Yomtif. And it would also have to come out, according to this, that even though there was a Havamina that Yesh Binyan Vestir Bekalim, it clearly was only a Dindra Bonan. Because if we thought in the Havimina that Yesh binyan v'stir b'kelem midin da'iraisa, then we wouldn't have been matter such a thing mitam simchas yomtiv. Simchas yomtiv could be Chazal's reason for being matter things that they answered, but to be matter da'iraisa we never would do for simchas yomtiv. And that's because, like Tysus points out in Shabbos, that the only time that the Mandi Yomer Yesh binyan v'stir b'kelem would be mechayev you is by binyan gummer when you're being mechaber two things in a permanent way and not with the removal or returning of a door onto its hinge. The Mishnah says, A person is not allowed to take birds from their nest in order to shech them unless he was minanea before yomtiv. Meaning, he needs to be mechen it not only through deeper, he has to even do a maisa of shaking the bird. Beis Hillel say that all you have to do is say, If you're oimeid v'oimer, that's enough of a hachana. Now, what type of birds are we talking about in this Mishnah? So the Magid Mishnah in Hilchas Yomte, Perek Beis Halachahe, brings a machalik b'shoinim. The sheet of the Rajba is that it's only Yonei Shoivach. We're talking about the type of birds that are barely able to fly. They could hop around a little bit, but they cannot fly away. And the reason is because in our mission you see that the only problem that we're trying to overcome is the problem of muktzah. And therefore it helps if you just say, Zev if you're Menanea. But whatever happened to the Isser Tzeda, you're not allowed to trap an animal or a bird on Yomtif, as is Mavur in the beginning of Perak Ein Tzadin. So why would I be allowed to take the bird on Yomtif? Ein Echanami, there's no problem of muktzah, but there's the Raisa problem of Tzeda. However, says the Magamishta, Yesh Matirin Bezimun Bechol Gavna. There are those that are Matir even in regular Yoinim and not just the Yoinim that are so small that they can't fly away. The Yoinim of a Shoivach don't need a proper Tzeda. And the Magamishta says that it seems that the Rambam holds like this second way. And we have to ask ourselves, what exactly is the Rambam, the Bala Itter, who also goes like she's a Rambam, what are they going to do with the Taina of the Rajba, that there's a problem of Tzeda when it gets older? What does it mean that Yoyne Shoivach don't need a Tzeda Ma'alya? So the terrence to this question is, that Yoyne Shoivach are already programmed to come back to the Shoivach at all times. Even if they fly away, they'll come back home. So the Rambam does not see a person taking the Yoyne out of the Shoivach as being an act of Tzeda. Because tzeda means to capture an animal or an oif that was running loose and taking it under your shlita. Since yoyne shoivach are already under your shlita, this does not constitute a malacha of tzeda. The Rajbah, on the other hand, holds that this would constitute a malacha of tzeda. What's the machloikis? We can say that they're arguing about the famous machloikis as to how to be magdu the malacha of tzeda. Now, the Nezer discusses this in Chelik Arachayim, Simon Kuftzarik Dalid, Rishmul Rezovsky talks about it, in Ksuba Simon Dalid. And the question is, what is the malacha of tzeda? Generally speaking, in Malachi's Shabbos, some sort of change happens in the chayfets. When you cook something, for example, you changed it. Before it was raw, now it became cooked. And in fact, Toysfis, in the beginning of Shabbos, the Bezim of Medalf in Shabbos, explains the reason why we need a special Pusik from the Malacha of Haitzah, and that is because Haitzah is not really a change in the chayfets. You only changed its location. Toysfis calls that a Malacha Gruah. 
And the question that Adinezer has is, why isn't Tzeda also called a Malacha Gru? We should need an extra Pasuk for Tzeda. There are two possible ways to answer this question. According to Adinezer, you really don't have to generate a change in the Cheftza. It's enough that the person has now been mishtalet, he now is in control of this animal. So that's one way to define the Melechah's Tzedah, the person's asserting his shlita over the animal. However, from the Maram Kazis, in the end of Perka Oiri, gets mashma, that a real change has taken place in the animal, because the freedom of the animal has been removed. One famous nafgamina, between these two tzadim, as to whether tzedah is defined as asserting yourself over the animal by being shoylet over it, or by removing the freedom of the animal, is the machloikes, the tor, and the sefer atrumis in simen shinte zayin. The tor brings down from the sefer atrumis that you're not allowed to close a box that has flies in it unless you leave a little space so that the flies can fly out. And the tor argues in the sefer atrumis because he says that the flies are not really nitsoidin in this box when you close it. Because in order for tzedah to have been accomplished, you have to be able to take the fly. Now, if you open the box in order to get the fly, he's going to fly out. What's the Hezbo and the Machlaikis? It would seem that the Sefer Trumas holds that the moment you trap a fly, you've taken away his freedom, and therefore he's considered nitsoid. So if you close the box and now he can't fly out, you've just trapped him even though the person now doesn't yet have shlita over the fly, because if he'll open the box, he will not have the fly anyway. It's going to fly away. But as far as the fly objectively is concerned, the fly is trapped. However, the Torah understands that the Malechah's tzedah is defined as having shlita over the animal or the insect or bird, whatever it is. If we want to express the two tzedah in English, we could say that the Chakira is, is the Malechah's tzedah trapping or is it capturing? Trapping means that you've taken away the freedom of the animal. He's trapped. The animal can't go anywhere. These flies are not able to fly away, so they're trapped. You've taken away their freedom. But capturing denotes that the person now has it under his shlita. Now what happens if you have a case in which the Balchai is going to automatically come back to you if you let him loose? So for all intents and purposes, he's already tachas shlitascha. And then you go and lock it up. So if the malach is to trap it and to make sure that it cannot fly away, so you've done that. You've taken away its freedom. However, if the malacha is to capture it, you have to put it underneath your shlita. If it's already under your shlita and it's going to fly back, so the fact that you now locked the house doesn't do anything. So that could be the machloikis between the Rambam and the Rajba. The Rambam understands that the malacha of tzedah is to get it underneath your shlita. And therefore, yoyne shoivach, since they're always going to fly back home, even if they're old enough to fly away, there's no malachas tzedah by them. Because that's not a tzedah ma'alya, they're automatically going to come home. You're not asserting yourself over the bird now. The bird was already tachash litascha. Masha'en came, the Rajba understands that tzedah means trapping. Tzedah means taking away the freedom, the ability for the bird to fly away. So we don't care that the, uh, that the bird was planning on coming home in the event that he does fly away. We care that you've taken away its ability to fly away. By removal of the bird's freedom, you've been oyrin malachas tzedah. So therefore the Rajba says, we have to be talking about birds that are incapable of flying away. The Gemara says, The Machloikis between Veshtame and Beishil is only with regards to the first Zug, the first pair of Yoinim that the mother gave birth to. Usually, the Megadla Yoinim leave the first pair of that year to keep the mother company. 
And since that's the derech, Beishamai is goizer dilma asilim luche. Even if the person was mazmin bepeh, he said, we're afraid that he's going to be choizer. If he doesn't act of being minanea, then we believe that he's much more serious about it and he won't change his mind. But if he just says it bepeh, then we're choizer is going to change his mind. And why is that a problem if he changes his mind? Rashi says, If he takes it the next day on Yom Tif, then he's going to change his mind. And not take them out. It will turn out that he's going to have moved the birds for no purpose on Yom Tif. Which means that Rashi holds that even when the person changes his mind, he is not undoing the hachana that he made on Erev Yom Tif. Because Rashi doesn't say that the problem is that he'll pick it up and then he'll change his mind and then he'll turn out that he moved Muktza on Yom Tif. He says the problem is that by picking it up and then changing his mind, it turns out that he was metaltal shaloy l'tzayrich. However, Toysvis on the Beis Amir Aleph, the Bermaschal Dilma, and the Balamor, also over there in the beginning of the Mesechta, both say that the reason for Beishamai is because of Muktzah. Because they hold that if the person is Imluche, if he does change his mind, then he's being Mevatel, he's being Choyzer from the Hachana that he did yesterday, and it goes back to being Muktzah. Now what's confusing about Rashi is that in the last sugya, Rashi, the Bermaschal Ava, when the Gemara was asking a stira between the Shita of Beishamai, that they're Mekel and Simchas Yomtev by Shoichet Chayi Oif, and over here they say that you need to be Menaneya, so the Gemara said that if you have a decker notes, and in the case of the Goizel's hour mission, you don't have a decker notes or the equivalent. And Rashi says the Lashen, the Kivan, the Mimlech, since the person changed his mind, but So over there, Rashi seems to explain like Toysfis. So quite a few Achranim asked this Kasha, the Stira and Rashi, the Rosh Yosef, the Big Day Yomtif from Shlomo Kluger, the Maram, and the Bezim Aleph. Now the Big Day Yomtif is Miyashev, the Stira as follows. He says that what's the Pshat in Rashi in the top of the Amid, where he says that you were Mavatal the Hasmona Lamafreya? How is it that because the person chose not to use it, that's called being Mavatal the Hasmona? After all, the person did a Hasmona. He prepared it for Yomtev. Just because a person doesn't use it, why does that say that now the Hasmona is bottle? So he says it must be that Rashi is of the opinion that a person cannot be Mazman more than he needs for the Yomtev. Just like the Mechaber Paskins in Simon Tov Tzarek Zayin, Sifir Aleph, Im Zimen Kol HaShoivach, Ve'ein Tzorch El Lezug, if he was Mezamen the whole Shoivach, the entire nest of Yoinim, and he only needs one pair, any Moel, the Hasmona doesn't help. So Rashi holds as well that if you Mazben more than what you needed, then your Hasmona doesn't help. Therefore, as soon as the person is Nimlach, he changes his mind, and he says, I don't want to take these Yoinim anymore. So the Hasmona that he did was really not L'Tzarech Yomtev. And that's the Pshat Rashi before, who says that your Hasmona is Batal Mafreya. Says the Big De Yomtev, that only works if you hold Yesh Breira. Meaning that an event that happens later could be Mavar Lamafreya, what the halachic status was earlier. So since the person decided that he doesn't want to use these Yonim anymore, it's Hover Adover Lamafreya that there wasn't Lutzarch Yomtev, and that's Mavatol Hazmona. That's only Yod Yesh Breira. Says the Big De Yomtev, since in our sugya we find out that both Beishamay and Beishilal hold, at least according to one Mahalach in the Gemara, Ain Breira, and even according to the other Mahalach in the Gemara, at least Beishamay hold Ain Breira. As you see from the whole example, the Gemara brings down about the case of the mace that is in a bias, and there are many doors, and the person chooses later to be moitzi the mace from the house using one of the doors. 
We don't say that it's Mefreya Mevara, that the other doors were not Tomei, and the things that were inside the doorways were not Tomei, because Beshameh Shita is that Ein Breira. So since our Sugya states clearly that Beshameh Shita is Ein Breira, Rashi does not want to explain that the Dilma Asilim Luche means that it's going to be Mevatal the Hazman Alamafreya, because to be Mevatal the Hazman Alamafreya, you have to apply the principle of Breira, and Beshameh Leslo Breira. That's the Shikal Torah of the Big Day Yom Tif. However, from the Maram and the Bezmer Alf, it seems like you could give a much simpler Hezber in Rashi, such that there's no stira in Rashi at all. Because even though Rashi, in the top of the Amud, does say at the end of the Rashi, the Kivin the Mimlech, Batlala Hazman Alamafreya, so the Akhrenim are asking that he says what Rashi says in our Sugya, that when you're Nimlech, when you change your mind, it turns out to be a Tiltal Shaloy Litzayrich, and he doesn't say that it's Mevatal Yehazman Alamafreya. Nevertheless, if you take a look at the beginning of the Rashi on top of the Amud, Rashi says the same thing as he does over here. He says, Dilma Mimlech, maybe you'll change your mind, and it turns out that you moved it for no reason. Then Rashi finishes off and says, So Rashi is actually saying both things. He says, number one, that since you were Nimlech, you changed your mind, it's but he also says, Exactly what he says in our sugya, that by moving it, you're moving something for no reason. It's tiltal shleilitzerich. There he says the word tiltal b'chdi. Over here he says the word tiltal shleilitzerich, which essentially means the same thing. So we have to now ask, why does Rashi over there say both has beirim? So I believe that the answer to this question, and really it seems like Maram goes with this answer, and that is that La'olam Rashi is in full agreement with Toysfus. He holds that when you change your mind, that's mevatal hazmona. However, even if you're mevatal hazmana, the worst that can happen is now it's muktzah. So you're metaltal muktzah. What's the problem with moving muktzah? We already explained that l'tzorich echel nefesh, you're allowed to move muktzah. The teretz is that since you don't need it l'tzorich echel nefesh, it turns out that you moved muktzah shaloy l'tzorich. It never bothers us if a person moves muktzah when it's l'tzorich echel nefesh. But the combination of the fact you're mevatal hazmana and now it turns out that it's muktzah, and the fact that now you're moving something that's muktzah, not l'tzorich echel nefesh, is the problem. So Rashi doesn't mean when he says tiltal shloy that's the problem of moving something shloy if it's not mukta. He means since you're mavatal hazmon and you made it not mukhan, you made it back into mukta, there's a problem. And that's what the Maram says over there. He says that tiltal, after you change your mind, is tiltal iser mukta shloy so it comes out that there's no stira in Rashi. That's what Rashi means in our sugi as well. When Rashi says that it's tilt shloy it means tiltal mukta shloy And it comes out that there's no machlekes Rashi and Toysfis either. The Gemara asks Akasha on Beis Hillel. Since Beis Hillel hold that it's enough to say Zev Zeh so you don't have to be Menanea. The Gemara wants to know why is it that you have to specify which ones you're going to use? Why isn't it enough to say Mikan Make a general statement about all the birds and then tomorrow you'll be Mavara. The Gemara says perhaps you'll say that Beis Hillel don't hold of Breira. So the Gemara brings a Mishnah in Olois to show that Beis Hillel Shita is that they do hold of Breira. The Mishnah in Olois is discussing the case where you have a mace in a house. And we know that the din is that anything that's in the house becomes tummy. Not only do things in the house become tummy, but even things that are in the doorways, that the mace is soifei lotzeis boy. That door that the mace, that you plan on taking the mace out of, the halal ha-pesach, what's in the halal of the doorway, also becomes tummy. Any Pesach that you do not plan on taking the mace out of, the things inside those doorways do not become tummy. So the Mishnah says, When you have a mace in the house and it has many Pesachim, now you don't know which one it's going to go out through. So it says, 
Items that are found in any of the doorways will become Tomei. Then the Mishnah goes on to discuss what happens if you are Chishev, you thought, you made a decision that you're going to take the mace out through one specific door. There seems to be a Machlik, is Beishamim Beisilul, at least according to the Gemara's Havamina, whether that can impact the rest of the doors, Lamafreya or not. And the Gemara wants to be told that Ambreira, and since Beisilul say that your Machshava affects things, Lamafreya, because the Gemara understands that still is talking about Misha Yamas HaMais, that after the maze died and you were metame everything in all of the doorways, afterwards the person can have Machshava and then undo the Tumma that was Chal on all of the items in the rest of the doorways, the Gemara says, you see the Basil hold of Breira. That is the Gemara's Kasha. Now we have to understand, why is it in the first step of that Mishnah, before we discuss the machshava that a person has to go through one of the doorways. In the state where we do not yet know which door you're going to take it out of, why is it that we say that all of the doors are tmeim? There are two ways to understand this halacha. The Pashat Pshat is that it's a din suffix. Since we don't know which door you're going to use in order to take this mace out, it is tamei misuffik. However, Rabbi Kiva is medayik from the Lushan of the Rosh and the Rash in Olis, that the Tumah that's Chal on all the doorways is not a Tumah Misafik. It's not that we say that really one of them right now is Tumah, and we just don't know which one. So we therefore have to be Noyik Tumah with each and every one of them. Rather, the very fact that we're a Misafik and we don't know which one of the doors it's going to go out through generates a Din Tumah Vadai on all the doors. Because when you have one door that you know it's going to go out through, then we say the rest of the doors don't have a Din Pesach and don't have a Halacha as if they are Kipsuchim. But the moment that you don't know which door you're going to take the mace out through, each one has the option of taking the mace through, and the Lashon of the Rosh is, Hilka Chashivi Kulon Kipsuchim. Meaning to say that the Tumah is Chal on everything that's in the house and in the Halal HaPesach in the doorway of the Pesach of this mace. The Pesach of this mace is the one that in the future it's going to go out through. If you don't know which one it's going to go out through, each one has a din of the Pesach of this mace. Because each one has that suffix and it has the option of taking the mace through. That says Rukveger is a din vade. It's not a din suffix. And Rukveger proves that it has to be within vade and not within suffix because he says that if it's really a suffix, one of these doors is really the tummy one. Because the only one that's tummy is the one that in the future you actually are going to take the mace through. Then we should really say the din of bitl beroiv. The majority of these psachim are tahoyrim. And therefore, all the kalim that are inside the majority of the psachim are also tahoyrim. So it's really like one big taruvis. The kalim that are tmeim should be bottled in the kalim that are tahoyrim. Even though he asked on himself that how could you say that? We know a dover chashev is not bottled. And the answer is based on the idea that the Iser Vehetar says that any time you have a Dover Choshev whose Iser was Noilad Bitaruvis, which means that the Iser came and was generated while it was already in the Taruvis, it is Batal. So if the mace died while the Kalim were already in the doors, then we should say the Din of Bitl Baroiv. Al-Karchuk says it has nothing to do with the Suffolk. It's not because we're Mesupik, which one is Tame. Rather, they're all Tame right now since you have the option of bringing him through every one of the doors. However, Reb Shimon Shkup in the Shari Yosher, Shar Gimel, Perik Beis, says that if that's the way you look at it, how is it possible later to be Mavara Lamafreya that only one of the doors is Tame? After all, you just told me that the option of bringing the mace through any one of these doors is what generates the Tumah, and it generates a Tumah Vadois. 
So Bishlam, if you say that the reason why they're all Tameh is misafik, then you could say that Breira can determine, Lama Freya, that your Suffolk is now answered. Before, we didn't know which door it was destined to go through. Later on, when you did bring it through one of the doors, you could say, Hover Adav Lama Freya, that that was the door that it was destined to go through. But if you tell me that the reason why all of them are Tameim is not because there's a suffix that one of them happens to be Tomei because it's destined to go through that door. Rather, the very fact that you don't know which door it's going to go through says that each one of them is Tomei because the actual option to bring him through any one of the doors generates the Tumah, then you cannot use the fact that later on it goes through one of the doors to say that it previously didn't have the option because it did have the option. You happen to have brought it through one of the doors, but the option still existed. So therefore, Rabbi Shimon learns that the Din Tumah that exists on all of the doors is a Din Misafik. How do we answer B'kivayger's kasha about Bittal? If it's only within Suffolk, then why don't we say that the Rav, Kalim, that are Tahoyrim, should be Mevatal, those that are Tmeim? So the Tzemach David answers this kasha very simply. He says, based on the Chavazdas, in Simen Kuf Aleph, Sivkat and Hay, the Chavazdas explains that you said, that you never say Bittal B'Rav, unless it's the Taruvis that creates the Suffolk. Isser falls into Heter, the very fact that it fell in and became mixed with the Heter is what generates the Suffolk. That's when you say Bittal Baroif. However, if the Suffolk is not because of the confusion that we have vis-a-vis other things, such as in our case, each door has its own independent Suffolk because we don't know if it's Saifei Lotzeis through that door. So it's not the Taruvis, the confusion and the mixture with the other doors that causes it to be in a Matzvah of Suffolk. There, based on the Yisoyed of the Chavazdas, we don't say Bittal Baroif. And that requires a much more in-depth understanding of how Bittal Baroif works to understand why the Chavazdas would say such a thing. But that is the Yisoyed of the Chavazdas. Rabbi Shimon himself answers that in order to say Bittal Baroif, you have to have that the Mi'at and the Roiv are different than each other. You need the Roiv to overpower the Mi'at. So when you have Isser falling into Heter, Vade Isser falls into Vade Heter, then we have two forces that are up against each other. And since the Heter is the Roiv, the Heter is Mevatel the Mi'at. However, in our case, says Reb Shimon, it's inaccurate to say that there is one door that's Vade Tomei and the rest of the doors are Vade Tohoirim. Because until the act happens later, that the person makes the decision to go through one of the doors, all of the doors are in the same boat. They're all suffix to me. And since they're in the same boat, you cannot say Bittal. Bittal requires opposing forces. You may ask that that's not really true. It's a farce. We have a suffix about it. But in reality... All of the doors are really Tahar, except for one of them, which is really Tomei. And we're just going to find out later which one was Tomei all along. But in reality, only one door is really Tomei now. Says Reb Shimon, that is an inaccurate way of looking at Breira. Because he says until the decision is actually made to use one of the doors to take the mace out, that door does not yet have its din. It's a developmental thing. It's something that's developing right in front of our eyes. So until it actually happens, they're all in the same boat. And therefore he says, you cannot say Bittal. If, for example, we were to find out now that only one of the doors was possible to take the mace through, then of course that was a reality that existed all along. But that's not what happened here. It was a decision that was made later. What's chal until that decision is that amongst this group of doors, one of them has to become Tameh. So that's collectively chal on all the doors and it remains to be determined at a later point. Mimela says of Shimon, up until that later point, we look at all the doors as having the same exact din. They're all included in the Suffolk Tumah. If all the doors are included in the same din, you cannot have Bittal. The Mishnah says, Zimin shchayrim umatza levanim, levanim umatza shchayrim, if he was mezamin blackbirds and he found white ones, or vice versa, 
Or let's say he was mezamin shnayim umotzah shloisha asurin. You obviously have something there that you weren't mezamin. The Gemara asks pshita. Of course it's asur. How could it be mutter without having zimun? The Gemara answers, Amar Rabbah Hachab Ma'eskina, Ki Gan Shazimen Shchoyrim, Ulevanim, He was mezamin both blackbirds and white ones. The Hishkim, Umotza Shchoyrim, B'makam Levanim, Ulevanim, B'makam Shchoyrim. He wakes up the next morning, and he finds white birds in the place that he previously had put the blackbirds, and he finds blackbirds in the place where the white birds were. Ma'oretema, I may think, Hani Inu Ninu, These are the same birds, Vesapuche Yisapach, They just switched places. Kamash Balan, Hanach Azdu Alma, The ones that he had before went away. Vahani Achrini Ninu, And these are other birds. The Gemara wants to bring a raya from here. This should be a raya to Rebchanina. If you have a choice to be toilet something, that it came from a closer place, or it came from the majority, Rebchanina says you go after the majority. And over here, if you're toilet that they came me'alma, from someplace outside this Khan, then you're being toilet on roiv. If you say it, these are the ones that you had yesterday, you're being toilet on karev. Now we have to ask the following question. How do you see from here that the halacha is that when you have roiv against karev, you go after roiv? Perhaps you don't have the right to be soimich on roiv. Rather, roiv and karev are exactly equal. And then you're left in a matzav of suffik. You cannot be machria using the karev or the roiv. But when you have a suffik muchan, the halacha is suffik muchan aser. And in fact, the Rambam in Perek Beis Hilchas Yom Tov Halacha Vav says the following: Zimin Shcherim Ulevanim Umatzah Shcherim B'Makom Levanim Ulevanim B'Makom Shcherim Asurim Shani Oimer Shema Oisan Shezimin Parchulahem. Maybe the ones that he was Mizamein flew away. Ve'Elu Acherim Hain V'Chol Safek Muchan Aser. So the Rambam does say that it's because of Safek Muchan, but the problem is that the Rambam seems like he's going connected the Gemara because the Gemara doesn't say that it's because Safek Muchan. The Gemara says you could prove. From here, like Reb Chaninu, who says that you go after the Rav, and that's why it's Asr. It's not because Suffolk Muchan. Furthermore, even if we didn't have our Gemara that says that you could prove Reb Chanina's din, it happens to be that we paskin like Reb Chanina. Then whenever you have Rav up against the Karav, you go after the Rav. So if you paskin like Reb Chanina, then you definitely shouldn't say that it's because Suffolk Muchan Asr. It's because we go after the Rav, and we consider it like a Vada Yasser. So many Achreinim ask this Kasha, the Pnei Yeshua, the Tzlach, the Tzvasemes, the Soifer, and other Achreinim. Now the Pnei Yeshua answers very simply that it's impossible to say that the Rav and the Karav are equal. He says because Min HaSvara, the Rav is definitely greater than Karav. Because in Kola Terakula we go after the Rav. The only place that we find that we go after Karev is by Egla Rufa. We say that we assume that the murderer came from the closer city. So Reb Chanina, when he says, Reva Karev, you go after the Reva, what he's trying to say is, don't say that there's Exeris HaKosav, that Karev overrides Reva. Rather, stick with the Svara that Reva is better than Karev. And the Havana behind this is as follows. Reva is a method of being Machria Asafik. It's learned that from the Pasuk of Acher Rabin Lahatois. Karev, on the other hand, even according to the Hava minute, that you would go after Karev all over, as opposed to Roiv, is not because Karev is Machria, the Suffolk, better than Roiv. Rather, the objective of Karev is to say that there is no Suffolk. Karev says that the close proximity of the city to the mace doesn't allow me to start thinking about other cities. The moment I do start thinking about other cities, I have the roiv being machria, my suffix, so I have to go after the roiv. So karev is a method of saying, don't be mistapic. It's close enough to that city that you don't have to start thinking outside this one possibility. It tells me, do not be mistapic. 
Rive is a way of dealing with something once I am a supik. Therefore, to say that when you have Rive and Karive, it is considered a suffix shakal, says the Pneshu is an impossibility. Because you can have a suffix shakal if you have two ways of being machriya suffix. One way tells you be machriya like Tzad A, and the other one tells me Machriya like Tzad B. But if it's not two ways of being Machriya Suffolk, rather, the Kar tells me, don't be Mistapik, and the Rav tells me, when I am Mistapik, this is the Psak, they can never fight against each other. Because if I'm already being Mistapik, I know I have to pass him with the Rav. The Kar only works up until the point that I'm Mistapik. And this is an, an idea that Rabbi Khanan says in Basra, Ayin Ches, in the Kavish Yurim, that... Karev may not be seen as a svara or a birer to a suffolk, a way of being machriya my suffolk, rather just not to be mistapik. However, not everybody agrees to this. In the Shiltas Dereva Chaygoin, in Shiltas Samaches, he says the following Loshin. He says, Afagav deruba dairaisa, the karev dairaisa, svarahu deruba shchiach yoiser mi karev. It sounds from his Loshin that even the din of karev is like a birer of a suffolk, and it's just a svara that roiv is more powerful. According to the way we're explaining Alpida Pine Yeshua, it's not that Rav is more powerful than Karav. It's that they work in two separate spheres. Karav is asking me not to be mistapic. The moment I am mistapic about it and I have the Rav, there's no way for Karav to win against the Rav. And there's not even a way for Karav to be considered equal to the Rav. Now this would explain the Gemara, how the Gemara was able to prove, like Rebchanina, that Rav and Karav, you go after the Rav, and it's not together a suffix, and we say suffix Muchan Aser. We're still left though wondering what the Pshat and the Rambam is, because the Rambam says that it is because of suffix Muchan Aser. So the stipler in Boa Basra, Simentes Vav, Ois Beis, says that the Pshat and the Rambam is, that he understands that even though mid Raisa, Rav Karav, Rav wins out against the Karav, nevertheless the Karav is still capable of creating a Reisa in the Rav, which also by by the way, is not like Rebel Khanan because he's saying that the Kariv casts a doubt on the Rav. It's not a foolproof Rav since you do have the Kariv working in the opposite direction. What does this Reisa accomplish? He says that it's Negeya any Suffolk Durabonan because the rule is that Suffolk Durabonan you always go Lakula. And you go Lakula by a Suffolk Durabonan even if it's a very slim Suffolk. Even if the majority Tzadim show in the opposite direction that you should be Machmir. For example, if there's a Sfek Sfek Aluchumra, you still go Lakula. That's the Shita Sarambam. Memela says the stipler. Reb Chanina, who says Rav Akarav, you go after the Rav, is by Dairaisis. You go Basar Rav because even though the Karav may cast a slight doubt on the Rav, you still have the ability to paskin using the Rav. When it's Neged Rabbanans, then there's enough of a suffix to apply the principle of suffix Rabbanan Lakula. However, Suffolk Muchan is Aser. That's the one exception to the rule of Suffolk Rabbanu Lakula is that Suffolk Muchan or Mukta is Aser. And that's why the Rambam says that the reason why it's Aser over here is because Suffolk Muchan is Aser. So we still have a right to Rabchanina because Lagabe any Dindai Raisa, the Halacha will be that you go after the Rav. Nevertheless, if we didn't have the din of Suffolk Muchan Aser, since Muktza is a Drabbanan, then we wouldn't be able to paskin with the Rav. Because Lagabe Dinam Drabbanan, we said that the Karev is capable of casting enough of a doubt on the Rav to create a Matzav of Suffolk. So the Ramam needs to bring in the rule of Suffolk Muchan Aser to explain that although this is a Din Drabbanan, and generally speaking, the Karev is effective enough to cast a doubt on my Rav and create a Suffolk, so that Lagabe all Dinam Drabbanan, we say Suffolk Drabbanan Lakula, Nevertheless, since Muktzah, we have a rule that Suffolk, Muchan, Aser, so it's Aser over here as well. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. 
If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a daf or masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.